Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, wherever you are. This is Locked On Blue Jacket. Kids, we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Uh, and if this podcast does not give you enough hockey news in your life, then I have the show for you. Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It is our daily podcast on everything happening in the leagues, not just Blue Jackets. It is every team. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get podcasts. So today we're doing something a little bit differently. Um, it's kind of, the season's been over for a little while now. Uh, I've done a few different things, but I thought I would do a episode that is just a mailbag. I got a few really good questions that I want to kind of devote a decent amount of time to. So that's what we're, that's what we're going to do today. So I will, uh, I will get right into it. Okay, so I have a bunch of really fun uh, questions to do. Some serious, some not so serious. So uh, we'll just get right into it, I think. Uh, first question is from Amy over at Locked On Capitals, who wants to know if Nick Foligno is going to be back next season. And I genuinely don't know. Um, I ha- I thought one thing. Uh, when we first traded him, I was like, okay, fine, he can go and do his playoffs in Toronto, then he can come back. And then I was like, mm, maybe not. Maybe he goes somewhere else. Um and then with the the departure of Seth Jones, I don't know if that changes anything in terms of um, Nick Foligno specifically. But if we are rebuilding, if that's what we end up going into, then I don't know if we if we bring him back or not. Um, I would like to. Like I think he is. You know, I've gone on at length about how I feel about Nick Foligno. Um, And it sucks to not have him on the team, but I don't know that we can make it work with the salary cap in terms of, well, we don't, we need to stop giving, you know, these big contracts to aging guys. So if we can get him for, you know, somewhere in the region of 2 million, then I would be okay with that. Um, But I suspect he's going to be able to get more somewhere else. So it really depends on, on that. Um, either way, I don't know if we see him re-sign before Seattle. Uh, I would be surprised. I would be surprised if if he re-signs before then. I'm not 100 percent sure when the when the expansion draft is, but that's that's my guess is that we will have the expansion draft and then lose one of Kivlenix, Kukan, or um, or Eric Robinson, and then we'll probably see like a smaller influx of. of you know, depth players re-signing, but I guess, yeah, my, my heart says yes, but my brain says, mm, maybe. Um, another question from Amy, uh, is a slightly more cursed one. Um, so we were talking in the locker room last week. I do a locker room every week. Normally we talk about hockey. Sometimes we talk about other stuff. We're very easily distracted. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and we ended up talking about the cicada plague because if you live anywhere in the eastern United States, apparently it is just hell on earth at the minute. Um, and the FDA or the CDC have someone has put out a statement saying if you're allergic to seafood, do not eat cicadas. Um, 
Okay, so should should cicadas be human food is just an incredibly cursed question. Um, and there's a difference between should and are. And I think they are food. Should they be food? Mm, I don't. I don't think so. Honestly, I've got another question here. Which team has the best hockey, Dad? Um, and again, I feel like I'm biased with this, but I feel like Nick Foligno is is pretty up there as you know a captain and a father of three and also kind of he just has that energy of like he just I just feel like he is a dad in the room and also on the ice and also at home um I feel like Max Pacioretty is also a pretty good a pretty good hockey dad just because he has a million children and Vegas seems like a team that needs a dad. So that's that's my my two picks. Um, I feel like there are probably more guys that I'm forgetting about, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. Shea Weber, I guess, is is a pretty good pretty good hockey dad. If a dad can also be you know a grizzly bear, but I think my my answer is definitely is definitely Nick Foligno, um, which might be unfair of me. And I'm a homer, but also it's my podcast and it's about the Blue Jackets, so I can say what I want. Uh, I've got another question here. Do the Blue Jackets have a package that they can put together for Jack Eichel? So the answer to this is yes. Um, but Alison Lucan did an article for First Ohio Battery uh, last week that I believe had us giving up Texier and Bemstrom and foodie and a pick in return for Jack Eichel which while it might make sense in terms of like fair value and you know contract swapping and whatnot I hate every single thing about that trade um and I feel like trading three you know half decent young players for one guy that might get here and immediately ask out or a guy that he has spotty injury history or a guy that you know has been seen as someone who doesn't really unite the room in a way that a captain should you know I think it's it's a lot of it feels like a really high risk acquisition for me anyway um and so yeah I think we do have packages that we can put together I'm seeing a lot of people being like oh let's you know Seth Jones and Patrick Lyonet for Jack Eichel which frankly seems like a bit of an overpayment but whatever uh and I think we do yeah we do have packages that we can put together but I don't like any of them coming up in just a minute I've got some more answers to your questions but first I've got to tell you about the wealth front Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They've got the right tools for every portfolio, and they can create that portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. There's no manual trades. There's no picking stocks. There's no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. And they can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25 advisory fee. And... Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. Once again, that is wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL, W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to get your first $5,000 managed for free for life. So start growing your savings today with Wealthfront.com. I've also got to tell you about Lucy. 
Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and form smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, we've got tobacco alternatives that don't suck. They've been re researching and developing for three years. They're made for people, not patients. And Lucy has created both a gum and a lozenge, both with four milligrams of nicotine. And they come in some really great flavors. They've got wintergreen, cinnamon, pomegranate, cherry ice, citrus, and mint. Both the lozenges and the gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now, and it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges now. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's super simple, and you don't even have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Locked on NHL Network listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, or one word, and you get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. Once again, that is lucy.co, and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. One more time, that is lucy.co. Be sure to use that promo code LOCKEDONNHL. Forgetting actual probabilities or cap concerns, who's the player you would most like to see in a CBJ jersey someday? So I have a, I have a couple of answers to this. Uh, one of them is kind of a little bit more serious, and one of them is a little bit less serious. So I would love it if Liam Kirk ended up in the Blue Jackets organisation, just through some kind of weird, crazy kind of happenstance. Um, I've heard that he's probably going to Finland. Um, if you don't know who Liam Kirk is, he is the first uh, British-born, British-trained player to be drafted into the NHL, I think, since, like, the early 90s, at least. Uh, he's one of, like, two guys. Uh, and he was the leading goal scorer at the World Championships, uh, tied, I believe, with uh, Andrew Manjipa Manjipan. Uh, and so, we'll see. Uh, like I said, there's rumours of him going to Finland and not returning to North America next season. The, the Coyotes are being very kind of quiet in terms of what they want to do with him. Um, so if they decide to trade his rights or whatever, then I would like to see him in a Blue Jackets jersey because I think that would be neat. Um, my answer for like a slightly more serious reason, um, I would like to see uh, someone like a Max Pacioretty. Uh, who I mentioned a little bit earlier, but I feel like he is that kind of scoring winger veteran player that the Blue Jackets could really use. Um, he's a touch expensive at the minute, but I like him a lot. I like his style. Um, and frankly, Vegas doesn't need him. So I think it would only be fair if we can take it off Vegas's hands for like, 50% salary and that's that just seems like a that just seems like a fair deal to me. Um in the memory lane category, what was your favorite year to be a Blue Jackets fan? Oh man. Um this is a really good question actually because I have a couple of again I have a couple of answers. Um I think my first season of being a Blue Jackets fan was a lot of fun. That was the um the 2014 2015 team uh they were not very good they missed the playoffs but that was kind of my first full season of being a blue jackets fan and that was the season i got to go to nationwide and see a game and it was just it was a lot of fun and it was kind of the, the beginning of everything so that's you know that's a really strong a really strong contender um the 16 game win streak year was fun um 
you know, where we, we made it to the playoffs for the first time in a couple of years. Obviously, sweeping the Lightning was a pretty good time. Uh, you know, there's there's been there's been a lot of bad times for Blue Jackets fans, but I feel like there's been, you know, a fair amount of good times, especially recently. So I think that's why I think this season was so rough, because we got used to having a fairly good team. And it, it sucks that we don't have that at the minute. So I think next season is probably going to be a bit rough as well. But yeah, I think either 2014-15 or... 2016-17 or 27 or 2018-19 those are my my three my three years um cpj all-star dog team is is a, a really great question um oh man we used to have so many good dogs and now we don't really have that many um i think first off i'm gonna have to say on defense it's gonna have to be um Josie and Jolene, who is, who are Scott Harrington's uh, French Bulldog puppies. Too cute. Amazing. Love them. Wouldn't change a thing. Absolutely no notes. Uh, in goal, obviously, we have to have Kobe Moseleykins, um, who I believe is actually some sort of stuffed animal and not a real dog, but I'm, I'm counting it. Um, up front... Cam Atkinson's got a really good dog. Easton's pretty great. Uh, again, very, very fluffy. Very, very good. Uh, who else? Who else has... Um... Boone Jenner has, again, a very kind of Kobe-style teddy bear dog that's very, very good. Big fan of that. Um, up until, again, up until this season, like, we lost a lot of good dogs. Like, the, the Wiener Dog Squad of Nudavara and Wenberg were really good. Um, the French Bulldog and English Bulldog duo that Pierre-Luc Dubois had, uh, they were also really, really good. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I'm just kind of scrolling through my Instagram right now looking for the team dogs because I know that I'm forgetting someone and I can't for the life of me remember who it is uh, I will man I don't know how many dogs I followed because that's that's what it is it is it is friends and also puppies uh, Jake was another really good really good dog um, he's Ryan Murray's Australian Shepherd obviously he is no longer on the team uh, just so many so many good dogs that we lost this season and it's very very sad to me a person who loves dogs um i don't know that i can do a full a full squad if i if i go by the those rules um because i don't think any of the other forwards have dogs that i am super aware of um oh okay i guess max domi has um it's it, not a pet, but his um, service, like, diabetes guide dog is uh, very, very good. Just a really big, round, uh, golden retriever-type dog, which is very good. Um, or I think he's a Labrador, actually. But So that's, that is that is my uh, my roundup of the, the CBJ All-Star Dog Team. We've got Kobe and Wesleykins in goal. We have Scott Harrington's French Bulldogs on defense. And then we have Boone Jenner's dog. Uh, we have Cam Atkinson's Easton Atkinson. And we have uh, Max Domi's service dog. 
and that is the best six dogs on the Blue Jackets right now. Coming up in just a minute, I've got some more of my questions, but first I've got to tell you about Built Bar. We all know by now, Built Bar is just the best tasting protein bar on the market. I don't have to sell you guys on that, but I'm going to anyway. Built Bar has nine incredible regular flavors. They've got coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. My personal favorite is the mint brownie. I love that chocolate mint combination. And if I had to pick, that would be my choice every single time. They also occasionally have limited time flavors. So I know there is a grasshopper cookie limited flavor coming soon. I know a couple of my hosts have tried that and they are big, big fans. So make sure you look out for that. And not only are Built Bars the best tasting protein bar, but they are also super good for you as well. They are high in protein, low in calories, it's only 4 grams of sugar and 4 grams of net carbs. So if you are on keto, it's perfect for you. If you go to the gym and you need an extra kick of protein, it is perfect for you as well. And if, like me, you just want to eat something that is covered in chocolate but is not really bad for you, Built Bar is for you as well. Best of all, if you go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you get 15% off your first order. Once again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Another question, what is my asking price for Seth Jones? So the, the, this was asked by Armando of, of Locked on Florida Panthers, and my answer to him is Sasha Barkov, straight up. The slightly kind of more serious answer is that I think I'm looking for either a top, a top six center or a top four defenseman or several picks and I think that is that is kind of the starting the starting point because we've just lost so many core pieces over the past kind of off season and regular season and I don't want to see like a second round pick and Justin Braun for example or like a third and a fourth and some guy that's never going to make it onto the team you know I want a roster piece back or I want a first round pick plus is is my is my asking price I think, um, which might be high, but whatever you you asked what my asking price was, so my asking price is Sasha Barkov to you specifically Armando, um, I'm also trying to kind of semi manifest uh, Seth Jones and Patrick Laine to Toronto in return for um, William Nylander and Morgan Riley just because I think that would be fun. Do the Blue Jackets see a future with Max Domi? What can they do to fill the hole about to be left by Jones? Um, I, again, I mean, like I kind of, I kind of talked about it a little bit just now. Um, if we can get a defenseman back, then I think that helps a lot. If not, I think we get a centre back and we draft one of the top four defensemen. Uh, you know, I talked about it with with Kyle um, last week. The the top five players in the draft, four of them are defensemen, really. Um, so if we go out and we get a centre for Seth Jones, then I think we draft one of those four guys. Um, if we go out and get a defenseman, then that's kind of that's kind of the the hole that's about to be left by Jones. Max Domi is a tough one. I wonder if we expose him to Seattle and see what happens. Um, if we do that, I feel like he is ripe to be one of those guys that has just an amazing comeback season in Seattle. But if he's not going to do that here, then like, like it sucks to see him succeed somewhere else. But 
just because he succeeded somewhere else doesn't mean that he was going to succeed with us. Like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, we, why did we expose William Carlson? And then he went out and scored 41 goals or whatever. Um, there is absolutely no no way in hell that he would have scored those 41 goals on Columbus that season. So it's it's pointless to kind of be like, well, we should have kept him because look what he did. Like, he wouldn't have done that with us. And so I feel like Max Domi is going to be the same, a similar kind of story. Um, so we'll... We'll see. Um, and kind of just a, a follow-up to that, uh, is there anything they can do with Line A? Honestly, I think Line A we keep this season, um, see how he does with a new coach. Depends, you know, entirely on the coach. It depends on how the team performs around him. Um, but if we're going to be bad next season, then I feel like he is, a, again, a really good candidate for us to flip for picks because I feel like we could probably get at least a couple of decent picks. For Patrick Line, especially if it's part of like a, a sign and trade deal, because he's an RFA uh, next season. So if we can flip him to someone that wants to sign him long term, then I feel like we could probably get you know maybe not two firsts, but a first and a second, or a first and a prospect or something. So we'll see. Maybe maybe we're not terrible next season. Maybe he has a really good season. Maybe he decides to sign long term, and then you know problem problem solved. But that's that's the most realistic thing I think is for us to keep him until the trade deadline and then flip him at max value if we if we can. And I think that's all the time I have for today. Tomorrow we'll probably look at some draft prospects uh, in a little bit more detail. We had that episode with Kyle last week. If you haven't checked that out, make sure you do. Friday's episode was really good. And I think that is about it. So if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I am at jaythegoalie. If you'd like to follow this podcast, we are LO underscore bluejackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.